Welcome to the Wellness Hub Podcast with your hosts, Natalie and Emily. We hope to inspire families to nourish their body, mind, and spirit and become advocates for their own health. On the Wellness Hub, we'll be sharing resources to support you and your family on your health and wellness journey. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us here for another episode of the Wellness Hub podcast. Today, we have Jessica Ham with Canyon Valley Provisions, a local grass-fed beef ranch here in West Texas. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this episode. Um, if you know anything about me, you know that raising cattle is something that's very near and dear to my heart, and it's just been really fun the past three years here um, in the Lubbock area, meeting other ranchers and farmers and um, other professionals in ag who are passionate about um, not only their products, how they raise them, how they grow them, but um, providing them for our community. And so um, I've also enjoyed a few of your products, um, all that you have in the store actually, um, here locally over the past couple years too. And that's just been a big blessing to our family and um, just a really, um, a really good way to meet community members um, and have products that I know are locally um, and sustainably grown. Yeah, thank you for, I'm glad that you've enjoyed those. Um, we're so excited. We just started selling retail um, this year um, here in Lubbock through Hub City Organics on 82nd and Slide. And that's been a wonderful partnership. Um, and we love being able to offer that to the community and let people know that they can try a little bit of grass-fed beef before they buy a quarter, half, or whole beef. And um, there's no denying it is a little different. The taste is different. You know, it's grown differently than um, a grain-finished animal, which does change the flavor and the texture and the makeup of the animal. So um, we love being able to tell people to go try it before they commit to a freezer full of beef. So that's been a really great thing. Yeah, I know, especially during COVID, um, when beef was really hard to come by, um, we were searching, we were just Googling, you know, any local places that um, that offer like the half or the whole or the quarter. And I just think that that's becoming so much more popular, even without COVID. I just think that relationship between the producer and consumer is something that the consumer is seeking out. Do you find that? Absolutely. And that's a relationship that we really treasure and that we really enjoy as a producer as well. Um, it's great as a consumer to know where your food's coming from. There's a relate, you know, that trust aspect of really knowing and seeing how that product is raised and grown is so important. I think there's so many marketing tricks, you know, out there and labeling things that really make it difficult to shop for products in the store and really know what you're getting. And so if you know who's growing your vegetables and growing your chicken and your pork and your beef, and you can lay eyes on that and actually see what's being done, um, I think that trust is an invaluable um, addition to the product itself. And so, um, but as a producer, we love knowing where our food is going, where our product is going. We love hearing from our customers and they send pictures or recipes or um, stories. There's nothing better than, you know, people sending pictures they've proposed over a steak dinner or um, they're healing their gut using our bone broth and eating liver and really improving their numbers or whatever it is. It's so encouraging and so wonderful. So to any of our customers out there, a lot of times I get apologies. Sorry to bother you, but just wanted you to know. And 
a thousand times over, I will tell you, you're not bothering. That that makes our day. That absolutely does. And so we love when people share it on social media or just send us a text or whatever it is. But just that relationship is so important for the producer and the consumer to know where your food comes from. And we all know we've seen over the last couple of years, the grocery stores aren't that reliable for um, sourcing your produce, especially meat. And so um, having that food stability and um, knowing that, you know, if you have a quarter beef in your freezer, that's an excellent way to prepare for anything that might be coming, but also to save a lot of money. And again, just nourish your body with really great um, nutrient dense products. That's super important for us. But the convenience of it to me is unmatched, like not having to go to the store at five o'clock after a long day and figure out what you're going to do for dinner. That's a big deal to me. And so uh, being able to just throw a couple things in the sink to thaw during the day before you head out for the morning or forgetting like I do most days to get anything out to thaw and then realizing, oh, I can throw this roast in the Instant Pot, put it on 90 minutes and cook some potatoes and things to go with it and we've got a meal instead of having to run to town. I've got three kiddos, so going to the grocery store is like a little bit of a feat. And yeah. so <laughs> Even for people without kids, just the price of groceries. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we were we were looking at tri-tip. You know, that's a common cut mm -hmm. in California, not as much here. Um, but yeah, we were looking at some of the meat market down in Midland, and I was like, man, it is insane. It is. It's gotten really expensive, and I honestly think it's going to get higher. Um, there's so many ranchers right now that's we're in a big drought, and um, there's so many ranchers that are selling everything that they have right now to get out because they don't have enough grass to feed them, and so. Um, ranchers need your support now more than ever. Um, if you can buy directly from a rancher wherever you are, um, I think that's huge. But also just stocking up while you can. You know, I think the investment of buying a freezer if you don't have one, but also the investment of buying beef, it pays off in the long run. I mean, if you look at the price per pound that you're paying on a steak, if we're going to buy a grass-fed steak right now, you're going to pay 20 to $30 per pound on T-bones, fillets, those cuts. And if you buy a quarter, half, or whole beef, you're looking at $10 a pound, somewhere in there, less than $10 a pound. And so, yes, it is a big expense up front, um, but if you can budget for that or if you can plan ahead for that, uh, we also have payment plans so that people that. can, awesome. yeah, so people can, we really, we really want high quality meat in everyone's home. And so we want to make that affordable to them um, however we can. So. Um, we do have several customers that do the payment plan, just more of a discipline. They can start on it now, pay me a little bit every month, and then by the time their meat's ready, it's paid off. Or start your payment plan when you pick up your meat, and it just automatically drafts every month. Whatever that is, just we just want people to understand that the quality and the nutritional value in the product is worth the cost, and it, it's so um, beneficial for your family. So, Speaking of family, I know that it's a whole family um, like affair on the ranch, right? You have your husband and then your children. What does that look like for you and what are kind of the roles? Well, um, I grew up in a ranching family, so that's been something that I've enjoyed uh, my whole life. My husband grew up in a ranching family. Um, he's the fifth generation of ranchers in his family. Um, and so we both are pretty passionate about just the day-to-day -day life and the responsibility that comes in that. And we have three kids now. 
and they are about to be seven, four, and two. And so they are really involved. They are excited about all the things um, and absolutely love it. And we do everything we can with them. So they um, get to help us work cows. They get to help us fill boxes with meat. They get to help us haul things if we need it. You know, it's not always the fun stuff, but they're right there with us seeing every bit of it. And um, they could probably do a better job of this show than I could. They they have so much to say and they're very knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about the benefits of grass-fed beef and all of the cuts and things because they're right in the middle of it with us and we would have it no other way. It's been so fun. We really are living the dream just doing this with our families and um, just having them be a part of our business. It's it's really been special. And that's such a fun way to grow up. Uh, we both can attest to that. I Absolutely. really think that growing growing up, um, learning where your food came from, um, also learning like the life cycle. You know, I feel like a lot of kids, that's one thing that I really, I really want to put on an abdomen because um, I just think that, that education, ag education should start young. I mean, there are parents who don't know where their milk comes from Absolutely. or their meat, but there's yeah. a disconnect, a yeah. huge disconnect. And I don't think, you know, for a long time, because I did grow up in a ranching family, I thought that, you know, people in New York City might not know, mm -hmm. but that everyone around here should know. Mm -hmm. And the older I get and the more people I meet, I'm realizing that's not the case. There mm -hmm. are people right here in Lubbock, Texas, that are very disconnected from their food. Mm -hmm. And um, and not so much, yeah, they may understand where it comes from, but people are eating um, for taste or for budget more than for the nutrients that their food can provide. And mm -hmm. so um, that's one of the things that we're pretty excited about is educating people on the health of our bodies, the health of our animals, and the health of our land. We do manage holistically and um, regeneratively. And so it's pretty important to us to nourish the soil, which is a lot like the human body. You do a lot of, you know, gut health and yeah. those type of things. And that's the same exists under the grass and the mm -hmm. ground. You know, the, the soil health is huge and the um, plants and the weeds and the products that grow or the plants that grow are just a symptom of what's happening underneath on the ground. And so we um, are really, really trying to do our best to steward the land and regenerate that and bring the soil back to life. And um, the in doing so, we also get a byproduct of a healthy animal um, and tasty beef that we can also enjoy. So it all works together and the way that we nourish our bodies and the way that we take care of our animals and our land, they all go hand in hand. And so that um, make, allowing people to make that connection and see that um, is really critical. And we do um, field days and um, events out at the ranch that we do post about on Facebook and Instagram and our website that we love to have people come out and really see what we're doing. We want people to know what we're up to and not have a mystery, you know, product. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I know that's where I believe we met for the first time out at your beef day. I think Dr. Ben Edwards here with Veritas, he was talking out there. Yes. Um, that was just, yeah, it was fun and educational. Um, going back to that soil science, I think, um, you know, there's a huge disconnect between people knowing where their food comes from, but there's an even bigger disconnect with that soil science um, part aspect of it. That was one of my favorite classes in college. And when we're looking at like the nutrient density of foods, that's a big thing that I focus on in my nutrition programs. Um, 
the nutrient density of the soil is extremely important. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to get out of it what is in there. You know, the good bacteria and absolutely and all of that. Like when you said gut health, that's a perfect, um, perfect comparison there. But that's just so interesting. And so, do you do um, soil testing, or how do you? What does that soil health kind of look like? Um, a little, well, we, we don't do any lab tests right now. A lot of it, like I said, a lot of the growth that we see on the ranch is a direct, um, result of what's happening underneath. And so we've taken pictures and we've, um, documented different parts of the ranch, different things, and, um, we're tracking improvement in those areas, but we really focus on, um, getting animal impact in there. The animals, the cows coming across there breaking up the um, capsule with their hooves when, when they urinate and they fertilize the soil and re replenish a lot of the minerals by when they move across there, when they poop and they pee on the soil. And it really, that's a necessary part of the cycle. And so, um, and then giving it rest. So that's really important. And we plan that out. We have a grazing plan where we plan that out based on how much rainfall we've had in a year, how much grass we have available. And it changes year to year. Um, obviously this year we don't have much rainfall and so it looks a lot different than it did last year when we had a ton of green grass and so um, it changes as the weather changes but um, and it changes how many animals we have and by what we're seeing in the pasture so as we see improvement that the land is able to carry more animals and nourish more animals and if it's a piece of land that's been overgrazed or undergrazed both can be extremely hard on land but um, if it's a piece of soil that needs more rest time, we honor that. And so there are different parts of the land that we ranch on that um, need more rest than other parts. And so we just have to um, adjust our grazing per, you know, depending on what's happening in that place specifically and what's happening with the weather and all of the things. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, my husband, Austin, is very aware and he does most of that um but he he pays close attention to what's happening what improvements we're seeing and adjusts the grazing plan accordingly so so great and that's yeah that's just something that i feel like a lot of people don't um, take into consideration when it comes to like what creates a beef cow or mm -hmm. you know a product um, and so how long have you guys been selling and what, what, what was the vision for Canyon Valley when you first started out? Has that changed at all? Well, like I said, my husband's a fifth generation rancher in his family. So they, he grew up, um, wanting to do this. He's done this for several years and he never sold directly to c customers. And then we've had friends ask us for several years, please let me buy a cow. Let me buy some beef. Let me, and we, no, no, no. And finally, about 2019 we thought okay we'll sell to a few friends that we know you know we'll just kind of keep it very small and we started doing that and they came back for more and they came back for more and told their friends and so it kind of just became a business without us really setting out to start something and then um so we kind of took a leap at the end of 2019 booked some butcher dates more than what we normally would have um hoping to maybe sell a few through facebook you know and then um, COVID kind of wrecked the world's economy. And so it actually, um, was the perfect storm for us because people needed beef. We had beef. And so, um, it actually worked out really well for us, um, that year because we do use a local processor. And so we knew that 
we were on the books with him. He wasn't going to shut down. He was available. We were going to get the products that we promised our customers. And so um, we kind of just ran with it from there. And it's been absolutely a blast. We've loved it. We've grown. And we have really enjoyed getting to know our customers, getting to be more involved in this community. There's a really great pocket of health-minded people in this community and that has been so fun to join in on that and to partner with other people just like you guys to really just help get quality products and quality nutrition into people in this area to improve their health and to just be a small part of that wellness puzzle for people and it's really been awesome yeah and i think i see a big domino effect you know if if someone were to go to hub city and see your beef and learn about it there then um, then they might look at other products that might be more nutrient dense and, um, you know, healthier on that spectrum. So sure. yeah, this community has just been, it's been so fun. I've, you know, I opened up here in March and it's just been eye opening because there were so many, um, like you said, little pieces of the health puzzle here that I didn't even, you know, I didn't even know about Hub City and, um, there or sisters herbs and things mm -hmm. like that, that are just, um, wonderful tools when it comes to all things, you know, I feel like I tend to say alternative health a lot, but I think that all of those play a big part in conventional health, if that's the route that you're going also. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I think, you know, Amazon's kind of taken over Walmart, Target. We have mm -hmm. all these convenient options mm -hmm. and we tend to think, oh, in little old West Texas, we don't have that much available to us. But if you really look right here under our noses, we have so much right here and being able to support local businesses and not just know where your products are coming from animal wise, but just like going to knowing who your vitamins are sourced through or knowing your yoga instructor or whoever that, you know, just really making those relationships, I think is so important and people genuinely care for your health. And so knowing those providers and those pieces, um, it's huge. And so I think there's so much more success. It, it may cost a little upfront. It's not as cheap as shipping Amazon Prime mm -hmm. to get your magnesium or adrenal cocktail mix or whatever it is. But yep. knowing where it comes from and supporting that family, I think it's worth it tenfold. Absolutely. And I think people are finally realizing, probably um, due to things that happened um, with COVID, but they're realizing that relationships are a huge part of health. You know, health is not just mm -hmm. what we eat. It's what we're consuming. It's who we're around. It's what we're listening to, um, what we're reading. Absolutely. I love Dr. Ben's um, four pillars of health and yep. the spiritual aspect of that. The peace pillar mm -hmm. um, is one that plays a big part. And that comes a lot from your relationships and your relationship with God, but also just with other people and having peace in your, in your life. And those, those all play a big part. For yep. Sure. yep. And so um, we probably have a lot of listeners who aren't super familiar with, um, with beef cattle. Can you kind of give us a little, um, rundown of what the life cycle would look like of an animal on your ranch? Are you sourcing um, from other people? What is that? What sure. Um, well, we calve in the summer, so we're actually calving right now. We're finishing up our calving season, so our okay. social media is <laughs> full of little baby pictures because I think they're the cutest things. But um, we start, we calve in the, in the summer, and then it typically takes um, an animal... 18 to 24 months that's grass fed and grass finished um, to mature to um, butcher weight. And so um, we carry those animals. We select 
a few that we do mark as our um, beef cattle and then the others we do expose to a bull um, in the fall to be bred back for um, a calf the next the next summer so um, the cows that continually have babies those are kept we've got some that are 12 years old you know so those are kept year after year if they continue to raise and be a great mom to those babies then they stay in the program and continue um, as the weather changes and our grazing changes like this year um, we may have to cull the herd and if we do so we would cull from our older animals first and keep the heifers and the calves longer so um, we raise all of our own bulls we keep those our genetics are from our own bulls um, our, we do raise primarily um, red angus is the breed that we use the most of um, we do have a few random not random but they're not all red angus we do have some black cattle and some other cross cattle um but we're not looking for a breed as much as a the composition of a cow we want a cow that can survive and thrive and gain on minimal grass and minimal input we don't need or want high maintenance animals we don't have cattle that um you know we do move them pretty often um we need them to be calm we need them to be um foragers. I mean, they, there's plenty for them to eat out there. Um, and we don't want a cow that's going to you know, throw a big calf. We don't want a huge bull that's going to throw a big calf so that we're out there having to pull calves all summer long or bring them all in to a pen to have to really monitor those, um, during the calving season. So we really, um, a lot of it is just natural selection. We let the cows be cows and, um, we do as little as we can, um, to intervene. Um, we don't get them in a pen very often, um, a couple times a year to preg check in the spring and to work in the fall when we brand. So, um, and, and that's really all they need. I mean, they do really well and we've really, genetics is a huge part of quality beef that I think people don't understand that a lot of times either. It's not just every cow is going to taste the same and not every cow on the same diet is going to taste the same. And so we've really worked over the last several years, um, I mean, 30 years. My um, husband's grandfather started managing the land differently in the 80s and um, rotating the cattle around and really focusing on the genetics and then Austin's really um, narrowed that down even more to really make sure that the animals are a smaller bodied animal, smaller frame, um, that can really gain weight off of just grass alone and not need to be finished something else um, in order to gain and gain fat and be quality product. And so in, in years like this, do you have to supplement with hay, or is that something that you're able to do on with the program that you guys do? We aren't supplementing with hay okay. right now. Um, we the Part of the reason that we rotate around is that there's always grass ahead of us. And so obviously we had planned for there to be more rain this year and to be more grass than there is, but um, there is, we do have plenty of grass available to us that but we're just requiring more rest times. So we can't be in a pasture as long as we would have normally um, anticipated. This is normally our growing season. Mm -hmm. Not much growing is happening right now. Yeah, so we need rain still. We bad. do, we do. But um, we, we're we in a comfortable place with our grazing um, right now. We have looked at other lease opportunities where we could take, the cat, take some cattle um, to other properties, you know, farther north, north, east a little bit where there has been more rain where there is more grass so those are some things that we're considering uh, we do in our grazing plan we have kind of a cutoff system where if by this day we don't have x amount of rain then these are how many head we have to 
destock. And so we would slowly destock if needed. Um, and that may mean moving some to another place and then bringing back later. Um, it may mean selling them, whatever that looks like um, for us at the time kind of changes. But um, we are not supplementing anything right now. So, and if we were to supplement something, it would just be a grass hay. And so do you have a wait list or are you able to keep up with demand right now? I know you guys, I feel like you've just blown up like crazy. If someone was wanting to, you know, get a half or a whole, is there a wait list? We do have a wait list. We've got butcher dates scheduled um, from now through February. And so we've, we're taking people's orders um, all fall, winter long. And um, we are sold out through November right now, but we just require a $100 deposit for someone to put their name down and hold that spot. So um, a lot of people are wanting to order before the holidays and they wanted those later in the year spots anyway. And so um, there's a few little spots here and there between now and then, but um, they do go fast. It's been surprising to us how quickly they've gone and it's really fun to um, meet so many new customers and um, take so many new orders. So, but we are taking orders right now from any time between September and February. Awesome. And so as far as grass-fed goes, I feel like that's become, um, you know, kind of like a buzzword over the past, you know, three to five years. It's definitely come up um, more. And so what do you see in the difference um, of grass-fed? Well, I think first it's important that if you are truly wanting a grass-fed animal and you're looking to buy, the main thing there is the grass-finished part. Most animals are on grass, on pasture, for a significant portion of their life. A lot of producers then sell their animals or move their animals to a, a feed yard and finish on grain. And that is where the difference happens. So um, a lot, there's a lot of, um, like we were talking about earlier, the marketing is, is hard. And so <laughs> to navigate, it is, it is. And so there's a lot of, um, deception that happens there. And so, and I don't think grain finished producers are bad people or they're doing anything wrong. They just have a different way of finishing their animals and marketing their products. But if, as a consumer, it's important to know if you want your animal to not be exposed to grain, the label needs to say grass finished because even the grain finished animals have been grass fed at some point in their life. And a lot of producers or marketing teams will um, really jump on that opportunity to say that. But um, as far as the difference of the two, the fats of the animal change when they're exposed to grain. And so the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio just completely changes and um, it becomes out of balance. And so um, you might, you will get a fattier steak, a juicier steak a lot of times from the grain finished animal, but they're putting a large amount of fat on an animal in a short amount of time. And those are not the um, healthy fats that we need in our bodies. And so um, for brain health, for gut, gut, well, yes, gut health, but um, all of the different needs our body has, a lot of them are meant by fat. Our cells need fats. And yep. um, fat is not a bad word. Fat is not a bad thing. We've been taught that fat is bad, but it's if it's coming from animal fats, natural occurring animal fats, it's actually something our body needs. Um, so the benefits of grass-fed beef, grass-finished beef, are um, the fat content in there is really important because that ratio is in line with the way God created our bodies and the way God created a 
animal body, a cow's body, uh, but also the minerals that are present in beef are second to none. Liver is a powerhouse yeah. um, for nutrients and minerals. Um, but so are so many of the other, just to cut a beef, just ground beef alone is so great for the minerals in there. But, um, and that comes from the soil, the, the animal picks up so many of the minerals from the soil in the grasses that they're eating. And they're able to convert that into something that we could never do. If we went out and ate the same grass that that cow was eating, most of those minerals would be flushed out just through waste. Yep. But the animal, the cow being that it has four stomachs and can go, or four chambers of the stomach and can go through that digestive process. And it's just magical <laughs> the way that they can take something and turn it into something so much better and so much tastier. Yep. I mean, I'd rather eat a steak than some grass any day. Oh, so <laughs> Yeah, than a salad for sure. <laughs> so yeah. just the minerals and the nutrients and um, the vitamins that are in beef are necessary. I mean, that's not just that they're tasty. They're, that's a necessary part of our, of our diet So that our bodies need to thrive. Yep, I run into that a lot. I, um, especially when it comes to car for carbs, um, you know, that's a big part, but fat is huge. They, they associate fat with gaining weight mm -hmm. and fat with being bad. And it's like, your body needs it. Your brain needs it. Um, you need it, you know, women need it for their cycles. And, Absolutely. um, yeah, I've had, I've had some clients who have went down like a vegetarian or a vegan route before. And, you know, that was very short lived. You right. know, they might've felt a little bit better, um, you know, making some switches in the beginning and then their body literally was depleted of the vitamins and minerals um, For sure. that they need. And yeah, beef is just a well-rounded, like, I truly believe that both beef and dairy, um, high quality beef and dairy, they're both superfoods. Absolutely. Well, and there's so much to that animal. I mean, from the milk, mm -hmm. absolutely raw milk, but also, I mean, if you're boiling the bones and making bone broth mm -hmm. and taking advantage of the organs that are in there, the oxtail. I mean, if you really utilize the entire animal, first of all, you're getting so much more bang for your buck, but also you're really taking advantage of all of the minerals and nutrients that are in there. And from nose to tail, it is just factual. Mm -hmm. And so if someone were to order through you, do they, um, are they able to get the bones and get the oxtail, is that an option for them? Absolutely. So we sell our beef primarily quarter, half, or whole. Um, when you have a whole, you get the whole thing. So you will get oxtail, you'll get tongue, you'll get cheek meat. I mean, and those are some of our absolute favorite things in our house. My son um, requests cheek meat tacos regularly. That's one of his absolute favorite meals. So, um, and I love to help people with how to, how to prepare those. Some of those are new to people and that's okay. Um, I can't say that I grew up cooking tongue my, or my mom didn't cook tongue either, you know? So, um, I've learned myself and, um, it's something that I really appreciate and enjoy now. But, um, when you do order a quarter, half or a whole, you get a fourth of the cow, a half of the cow or the whole cow. So you get the bones, you get the organs, um, and you get the option to, you know, really get everything that's in your portion of the animal. So you can really maximize on your purchase there. And you do a, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Correct primal. Me if I'm wrong. Yes, the primal blend. And so, what does that entail? I saw that at Hub City, and I think you know, a lot of the time with my clients, I talk about liver a lot, and mm -hmm. I talk about the benefits of it, and the thought of that just really scares them. And I'm like, 
you know, there are supplements you can take, but you can you can get um, liver and incorporate it a small amount into something um, bigger, whether that's hamburger. I feel like that's my go-to normally. But just how to get that in without it being some scary thing. For sure. And uh, we do have a Primal Light. It's just a 10% blend with, well, it's a blend with 10% organ meat and 90% ground beef. And so we do use, we try not to waste any of the animals. So we're using the um, kidney, heart, liver, and spleen in that mix. And I'm one of those that really is not sure about liver. I'm not one that loves liver. My kids love it. My husband loves it. Liver and onions is something that they would eat once a week if I would make it, but I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I make that regularly. So we get most of our organ meats in, um, through the primal blend. And that's something that if you're, especially if you're going to put a sauce on there, spaghetti, tacos, chili, goulash, whatever it is, meatloaf, anything, even if you want a hamburger and put, dip it in ketchup. I mean, if you're one that needs to hide the flavor, there's a lot of people that truly enjoy the flavor that the organs add to that meat. So I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's an easy way to add that in. A lot of kid, people do it and their kids never notice. Um, it's an easy way to get that in without taking an extra step. We used to encourage people to use a cheese grater and grade their organ meats into their ground, yeah. which is still a great way to do that. But practically, that's not happening as often. You know, mm -hmm. So if it's already packaged, and when you order a quarter, half, or whole, you can specify on your order that you want your organs ground into your ground meat. So that can be part of your order. You don't have to mess with it or do it at home. Um, but it is a great way to get that in. I personally take um, liver, chop it up like small little pills, mm -hmm. add some Redmond's sea salt on top, and I just take it daily as pills. You know, mm -hmm. but they're frozen. I don't have to cook it. I don't have to smell it. Yep. <laughs> I don't have to deal with it. But And my kids love it. My daughter especially. She's not quite two. And she asks for liver and salt all the time and she oh loves that's it. Incredible. So, um, and I think that's part of what we're trying at home is to teach our kids that liver isn't, you know, we have this idea that liver's bad mm -hmm. or that kidney's bad or whatever it is, but in a lot of places it's a delicacy or it's a highly sought after thing, but it's also just super nutrient dense. And so, um, trying to present that it's been something I'm working on is trying to present that to my kids in a way like, Oh, we're having liver instead of Okay, hold your noses, get it down, you know, let's just go ahead and get it over with. So um, it's really important how we present that to our kids and how we really, you know, mentally, how we're approaching certain foods and things. And getting them started so early, you know, I feel like a lot of the time, a lot of food aversions come from just not being exposed. For sure. You know, there's, there's so many, like, kid... Um, specific items mm. that I see like when I do grocery store consults and you know when my clients have kids I'm like we're not going through the kids section um you know if you know snacks might be a little bit different sometimes but just exposing them to those um very nutrient dense foods and not specifying um well this is just for kids or you know, sure. this is just for adults I think that's that's so important I agree yeah our kids eat what we eat and yep. A lot of times more of it than we do so mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's just so awesome and so um are there any products that you don't offer right now that you're going to offer you sounded like you know you can get that whole cow um if you wanted but is there any like cut or anything that you that you might do different in the future or is you have that pretty well covered 
Well, we have some ideas up our sleeves for sure. Um, if someone orders a whole cow, they can do whatever they want with it. We do have package options where you're just to simplify the process because it is overwhelming to look at a blank cut sheet and figure out how do I want this cut up? That's not something that everyone's familiar with. So we do have package options for people to choose from so that it's kind of laid out for you. But if you want to custom cut that animal quarter, half or whole, you can have it done however you want. So um, we have people that make sausages with it or patties or you know whatever it is that they want. Um, but as far as our retail package, our retail products, um, Right now we have beef jerky, we have beef sticks, we have bone broth, and we just came out with summer sausage the last couple of weeks. And so um, those are all pretty fresh, pretty new, and um, pretty exciting for us. So for now, um, that's what we're doing locally. Um, and in retail stores, we do have some box options that we... I love to create boxes and just put a mix of things in there. Mm -hmm. So there's different box options and those are always available and rotating through um, our available now page on our website. And those change just based on what we have available. And so like right now, every box has an oxtail in there with an oxtail recipe. So um, people can try that out. But um, anyway, things just change and that that's on our website just based on availability and seasonality and things like that. So. That's and those boxes would be something that somebody would order through you, or are those available at Hub City? Both. So, um, Jimmy at Hub City Organics can sell just about everything we have. Um, through his store, he can sell it one cut at a time, or he can refer you to um, the website for the quarters, halves, and holes. But um, the boxes, he has several boxes, um, mixed boxes available there, too. And those are just a little bit cheaper per pound than if you were to go in and hand select those same exact items. And so is selling locally something that you want to um, stick to or do you want to branch out? You know, because right now you are more specifically the Lubbock area, right? You guys are based out of Post. Right. So we, uh, we have people ask us almost every day if we will ship them things. And uh, right now our answer is no to that because two things, shipping is really expensive and unpredictable right now and it's really 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 hot and so um, getting products several hundred miles away is just not something that we want to um, do right now but also there's ranchers all over the place that would love more customers and would love to know their local customers and so while I do think that um, we would love to get our product in as many families and as many households as we can. I also just really like encouraging people to find their local ranchers and support them. Like mm -hmm. if we alone cannot feed even just Lubbock right. on our own. And so we, it requires multiple producers to feed our community. And um, if we all were able to find a producer in our community and shop there, it would do so much good for the beef industry, for the for the families, for those communities, for the economy there. I mean, mm -hmm. there's just a ripple effect of um, when you find a local producer close to you and choose to spend your money and vote with your dollars there. That's So for right now, we're not going to ship, and I really, really love people to find their own producer. And if you're anybody listening wants help finding someone, we have a pretty strong network of other producers, and I would love to help people find producers near them that – we know and trust ourselves. I just love that. I feel like um, that that just goes back to the whole community part of it. You know, your heart is in serving the 
serving your um, client, serving the land, but also just keeping that community um, local. And, you know, it can, I feel like there are a lot of people who want to be able to do everything, you know, and mm -hmm. reach everybody. Um, and usually that's not feasible, mm -hmm. um, especially there, you know, there's almost a half a million people in this area. Um, and so, yeah, just being able and being that resource too, because a lot of people who are searching out grass fed, um, or just local beef in general, a lot of the time they, they might not be familiar with, um, with ranches in the area and, you know, wanting to, being able to talk to somebody who is educated in that and, um, passionate about, um, raising the cattle the way you do and managing the land, um, the way you do is just such, um, such a good resource. And so do you do any, um, I know we talked about the, um, like big event that you guys normally do, but are you thinking about doing any other like community events or do you come here into Lubbock and do any sort of events? Well, we have a few things coming up. We're going to do a charcuterie day at, um, Pup City Organics in September. So we'll have tickets for sale soon. We're going to partner with the local, um, West Texas Charcuterie. She makes amazing boards. And so we're going to um, work with her. She's going to teach us all how to make our own boards. And we're going to feature as many local products as we can. So if there's anyone local listening that's doing cheeses or spreads or nuts. I heard of another dairy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, when we're done. I cannot think of the name, but I heard there's a list. Okay. You know, Absolutely. Yes, we miss them. I that. miss them so much. I know, but but we so we want to do that and just kind of have some fun things there. Um, and then we will do um some more field days this fall. Um, once it cools down, we really love to open up the ranch to people to come. Um, it seems like homeschool groups benefit from that the most because they're flexible schedules seem to work a little bit better. But it's open to anybody that wants to sign up. Um. And those are um, those will be on our website and on our Facebook and our Instagram once we've announced the dates for those. But we just have um, an educational morning. It lasts from like nine to twelve. We just rotate around and do different stations and discuss um, soil health, animal health, um, plant species, plant diversity, and the role that that plays. And um, then people get to have a nice picnic lunch out on the ranch and enjoy just kind of being outside, being out of the classroom a little bit, being out of the office or whatever it is your normal morning consists of and again we just get to know know the people that are following along and um part of this journey with us and then we do some cattle handling as well and do a demonstration with that so um we invite anyone and everyone to come we originally started with the intent of reaching kiddos and families but we have a lot of couples and adults that come and benefit just as much so um that's totally open to anybody that wants to come and we'll announce those dates as we get closer um this fall so yeah I feel like that interest just you know when you think of people wanting to um you know better their nutrition or learn more about that you kind of think of like the mom you know mm -hmm. that kind of like comes into play because you're like you know they're wanting to um better that for maybe their children or preparing for children and stuff like that but it really I mean I feel like it hits everybody on for sure you know all spectrums um whether you have a family or you're single or um, any of that, it can just be such a benefit to, um, to learn. So, sure. um, two more questions to finish up. Wanted to touch a little bit on, um, your favorite thing about raising and providing beef for the community. 
Okay, well, I would say two things come to mind. Um, first, it's getting to do this with my family. I would not trade that for a minute. We sometimes work really long days and really hard days, but it is an absolute joy to be able to work with my husband, um, share dreams and goals and visions together, and then impart that to our kids. And that has been um, an incredible blessing for both of us. And um, and then the second part is the people of the community that we get to know. That has been incredible for us. Um, I love, like I, I think we've already touched on this, but just I love getting to know the people that are enjoying RV and hearing from them. And it just makes it so personal. We're not, we're not creating a product that we just ship off to United or Walmart or some third-party um, retailer. And so even our retailer with Jimmy, you know, we know him personally and we get to know him and he knows the customers that are buying it in there and he often relays stories from there. So just knowing where it comes from and knowing um, the impact that it's having is so refreshing and so encouraging for us. And so I, it sounds like the people. I mean, the people I get to spend my days with and the people I get to serve, that makes it worth it. And that's absolutely my favorite part. That has just been a common theme with, um, it's just been so fun having different uh, modalities and different producers and business owners on here. But that's that's been the common theme of um, wanting to serve others, wanting to create a healthier community. That's, I mean, you know, like the ripple effect, you know, domino effect, it just takes really one to tell somebody else, to tell somebody else. And I just think that passion is, is just such a huge thing in the Lowe community. It's just, it's just incredible. And so when we're looking at Canyon Valley provisions down the road, what legacy would you like to leave behind? Hmm. Well, our focus is that we want health for our land, for our animals, for our family, and for yours. And so if we can focus on those things and improve the health one notch at a time on all of those levels um, and do it in a way, I mean, we feel that we are um, honoring the land and the animals in a way that God has called us to do. And so if we can do those things and honor God in what we're doing and how we're serving each of those aspects, then I think we're leaving a pretty good legacy. Yep, you've already, you're already started on that for sure. I just love that. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. And um, as far as people contacting you, what's the best way to contact you? Or um, I know you mentioned your website, but is there any other um, form that would work? Our website is canyonvalleyprovisions.com. And we have a Facebook and an Instagram. And all of our information is on there. And it is me that's behind the scenes on all of those things. So any of those um, outlets is going to reach me directly. And I'm all, my phone number is listed on there as well. That's my cell phone number. So if anybody has any questions or wants to reach out, I would be more than happy to talk to you. Awesome. And we'll link the website um, on our posts here too on the Wellness Hub. Yeah, I'm just so I'm just so glad that we got to talk to you. And I really think our listeners um, that you just brought so much value when it comes to not only grass fed, just local um, local beef in general. And hopefully we can have you on here again. Yes, thank you. And I did want to add too that just reminded me. Um, we do have something up our sleeve with a local um, chicken and pork producer, and so later awesome. in the fall we're gonna have um, those different box options and things where. Um, we're going to be selling a little bit of pork and chicken along with our beef that is regeneratively raised right here in the 806. So 
Um, so excited. I'm excited about that. So there's a the little teaser there. Y'all stay tuned for um, Chicken and Pork coming to Yes, me. follow um, Canyon Valley Provisions on Facebook and Instagram. And um, check out their website if you have any other questions. Thank you so much for having me. Jessica, everyone have a great day.